You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. speak to our hearts, dispel darkness, encourage someone, save a soul, deliver from the hold of the devil today. Lord, provide an anointing that makes teaching, preaching, the hearing of your word easy. Do a work within, do a work outside, Lord. Walk through every aisle, every row, every seat. Let no one leave here the same. Bless the speaker, bless the hearer. Gospel share the big amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Help me love on the person next to you. Tell them I don't know you. And even if you know them, tell them I don't know all of you, but I love you anyway. I love you. Be bold. Be bold. It's dark. They can't see you. Uh, I love you anyway. Our Father, we thank you. Uh, only I love you. Not will you marry me. This is... All right. Um, let's celebrate BWS. husband is here, so I think he can lay claim to love him more than I do, but I love you very much, BWS, and you're such a blessing to us, and um, look forward to many years of seeing God do work through you, um, and been a blessing. Have me ask the person next to you, have you shared your God experience? Have you shared your God? Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding? Alright, if they say no, please shout out their names and Happy to, uh, happy to put them. All right, my name is Idris. And it's a huge honor to bring God's word to us this Sunday morning. Um, if it's your first time here, welcome to Life Point. We trust God uh, that you will be blessed. This is not, uh, not plays the keyboard only for the message. Uh, <laughs> all right, I have limited time. We've been talking about the parable of the checkpoint. And uh, I think I'm going to preach the last message in that series on Sunday next week, where I talk about uh, uh, dealing with your past. And there's a scripture in Nehemiah 4 where the Bible says that the rubbish was a lot, and so the builders could not build. Um, and just you know, asking people next week, what is in your boots? Because that's one of the things they would ask you at a checkpoint. You know, they would say, which you carry? You know, help me ask the person next to you, what are you carrying? What are you carrying? But when lucky, that sounds very, ask them, which you carry? Uh, if you just got back, it means like, what, what are you carrying? Right? Some of us are carrying, but that next Sunday. Uh, last week, I spoke about um, I spoke about how to avoid arrest. And we started to talk through um, the fact that Nehemiah, a young man, like most of us, I dare say like all of us, um, has been called by God to do something great. Has been called by God to do something that is bigger than marry, have a house, have a car, finish school. Far bigger than that. Become popular on Instagram. Far bigger than that. 
In fact, Luke 12:15 says a man's life is not defined by the things that he possesses. By the abundance of so that's not your life. That is not life in itself. And I remember saying how that when when Nehemiah goes on this journey, he then faces Sambalat, Tobiah, and Gesem, and all sorts of other people come up. In fact, it gets to an intensity. One place scripture says they send him, they tell him the same thing ten times. In another place, he says that they send him the letter four times, and the fifth time they send him an open letter. And we say, when things begin to escalate, there are certain patterns recurring that show us we are not just wrestling with flesh and with blood, but the confidence that we have is that we have the victory in Christ Jesus. But fight, we must. We must. We must fight. We must show up. So he says, we wrestle not. So we wrestle. Now, let me tell the person next to you, you are a fighter. You are a fighter. You are a fighter. Because there is a narrative that, that we are the generation, and for sake of argument and fluidity in the message, let's assume that we're all in the same generation. Because I say we're in the generation, people are like, God for BPI, you're in your 40s, me in my 20s. Just leave that for today, okay? We are in the generation that has been called sensitive. They say anything they tell her, we just start to cry. Any small thing, we just weep. But we are fighters. We are fighters. I know there's someone who you, you've already documented how you will give up. But you are a fighter. So we said last week that one of the things that we begin to see, don't forget that Nehemiah has authority from the king. We established that on the first day. That we have authority from God. He says that at the mention of that name, every knee will bow. So Colossians will say, whatsoever things you do in deed or word, do in the name of Jesus. Yet the man with authority comes against opposition. Because you would expect that he would say to them, but don't you understand that the king has authorized me already? But opposition will come. We've spoken over the last couple of weeks about patience. And how even when things are not happening the way you want them to happen because you're at a checkpoint, you must let patience do its work in you, James says, to bring forth character. Anyway, last week we say, look, what then happens? What is the positioning of Nehemiah and his team as they face spiritual intimidation? Because it's no longer people just shouting insults at them. It's now people, the Bible says in one place, that they were looking, they were conspiring that they may destroy them. So I'd like us to join. Uh, so so uh, yeah, I will read this, but I just mentioned what has happened. So last week I started talking about, um, I, spoke, I spoke about prayer, I spoke about watching, and then I said this week I was going to talk about, um, about um, taking up your weapons, because that's one of the pictures we see in Himaya. But for some reason, you're saying to myself this morning, perhaps maybe we didn't hear the message enough. 
last Sunday. Or maybe God, maybe I didn't preach it well. Because, <laughs> because I was like, oh, like, this morning I'm going to talk about the weapons of warfare. Because the Bible says Nehemiah and his guys, after they have set themselves upon the watch, they have distributed people to watch. I love how it says, even the people who were building had swords. It says the guys who were carrying materials had their weapons. So I got this message. It's like going to preach on weapons of warfare. I had Paul from Ephesians 6. He's put on the full armor of God. Ha, that message is hot. Hot. But I'm going to preach it on Wednesday. Because there was something about a company of watchers that God had laid in my heart that I could not get past. I, and I just outlined the extra info and would pray. The Bible says in Nehemiah 4, 7 to 11, Now it happened to Sambalat, Tobai, and the Arabs, and the Ammonites, and Ashadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored, the gaps were being closed, that they became very angry, and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and cause confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to God, to our God, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. And then Judas said, the strength of the laborers is failing and there's so much rubbish that we're not able to build this next Sunday. And our adversary said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause this work to cease. Let's go to verse 13. Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. And I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and I rose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. In fact, when you go further down, you read verse 17. The Bible says, those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I remember saying how that this fight is about territory. That when we look at you, all we see sometimes is, you know, whatever outfit you, you've put on and the makeup that you've put together. But that is not what God sees. Some of you, when he sees you, <laughs> he sees like university. Some of you, when he sees you, he sees, you know, when Jesus is talking to a man, he's about to cast a demon out of it. He says, what is your name? Man says, Legion. There are plenty. Oh, that's the negative, right? You tell the person next to you, you tell them you are plenty. You are plenty. <laughs> no, now, you, church, you got to preach with me. Tell them you are plenty. Ladies, it doesn't mean you are fat. It just means you are plenty. There's, there's, uh, is that good English? You are plenty. It's not <laughs> but this fight is about territory. 
So while BWS is having, sorry, BWS, my message already is early. But while she's having this dark seasons of her life, she she's facing checkpoints. Everything is questioning her authority. She mentions and says, look, God had impressed in her heart to go and build, go and do something. At that moment, the temptation is for her to think that this battle is just about her. But, I mean, if, if God could have shown her then that there was, <laughs> that there was life point that she was going to pastor and the churches after life point. So for some of us, you know, I, I hear your pain. I hear your fight. But this fight is not about you alone, sir. It's not. This heartbreak that you are facing, Caleb, is not about you alone. Caleb is my, uh, my, dear, my dear friend. It's not about you. It's training. It doesn't mean your heart is going to be broken more in life. No. But it means that when God wants to do something great in the life of a person, that the devil does not sit down and drink coffee. Jesus is born literally hell breaks loose. For someone, perhaps this helps to put context to some of the struggle. This is when you wake up tomorrow morning, you see all that chaos on Lagos roads, six lanes on a two-lane road. <laughs> so last Sunday I said how there is something about so Nehemiah 4.9, Nehemiah 6.9 he would talk about prayer. When you read Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, in the message translation, he would say that prayer is necessary or essential in this ongoing warfare. If you put up the Amplified, I think it is, or the message translation, anyone, it would say pray hard and long. Pray hard and long. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season. And so we said last Sunday that the culture of praying long is not one that belongs to people, to old people. People who don't have money. Or people who went to old churches. No, sir. That this, and there's different types of prayer. So these people who tell you on Instagram... Oh, my relationship with God is just, is just so wonderful. Just wake up in the morning. Say, hello, God. He says, hello, Nat. You know? So how are you doing today? How's heaven? What are you having for breakfast, Lord? You know, Father, as I go, bless me and take care of you too. And bye-bye. And they just go into the world. And say, God keeps me. His grace. You don't have to struggle. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. Because there is part of prayer that is warfare. It says prayer is essential. 
It means that you need to have it with you. Pray hard and long. And people tease us in Africa. Ah, sometimes when people pray, it's as if you are fighting God. Ah, God is not there for now. Just pose in one place and listen. We will listen. We hear you. Just speak gently. Okay. As long as we don't have light, water, there are potholes, no schools, no health care. People are going to hell and rehearsing it here. No. No. I refuse to pray gently. And then we said last week that if you pick out of what Nehemiah is teaching or saying or doing, the Bible says he set a watch. And then we began to talk about this whole thing about watching. However, there is um, a spiritual alertness that that, that is important. He says, I positioned men behind the lower part of the world. And so I said to you, church, that God said to my heart last week, a company of watchers, a company of people who are awake, to be awake, to be aware. And these are people who are not just watching out for evil or watching out for what the devil is doing, but people who are also watching over good. So, Ever so often you would see prophecy in scripture and you would see people who were guarding prayerfully over the fulfillment of that prophecy. When Jesus is born, they take him to the temple. There are two people there. One man has been praying for years. He says, now I can go and join the father. The other lady, Anna, the Bible says she was there with fastings and prayer until the consolation of Israel comes. So, your... your, (laughs) The picture in my heart is a people who refuse to leave their territories unmanned and unwatched. A people who refuse to leave their territories unmanned and unwatched. Because watching is done in the spirit. I said you have to be careful about anything that reduces your alert, how, is it alertness or alertedness? These English words are. I should just mix it. I know what I want. All right. According to Nat, uh, anything that reduces how alert you are. All right. At one time, Nehemiah is in this battle. I think it's Nehemiah 6. A prophet shows up to him and says, Hey, you need to come and hide in the temple. But Nehemiah says, I perceived that God had not sent him. But that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. They can hire prophets like Uba. And we said that you would have to live a guarded life. Let me ask the person next to you, are you awake? Are you, are you awake? Are you awake? I know your eyes are open, but are you awake? Yeah. So I want to just very quickly, shouldn't take time, talk about that. Again. And if I come next Sunday, please hear the word today so we can move on, right? Let me just preach it well today too, okay? I love that scripture we read in Luke chapter 21. 
verses 34 to 36 in the message translation. It says, but be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled. You know when people in Lagos say you are dulling. By parties, plural, and drinking, and shopping. I told someone, I can't remember who it was, I was going to buy some stuff. He said, P.I., shopping, shopping. This is during the week. Otherwise, that day is going to take you by complete surprise. So Nehemiah and his guys facing spiritual warfare, they realize we need to set up a watch. So church, this is a call to you. It's a call to us. It's important to note that it's hard to watch successfully if you are not praying. So Jesus, will, you would see that phrase in scripture a couple of times. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. In fact, Ephesians 6, 8, 18 that we read says, with all, if you read the Amplified, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific request at all times, on every occasion and in every season, in the Spirit. It says, and with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for, God, for all of God's people. A company of watchers. So, the Bible says, except the Lord watches over a city, they stay awake in vain that watch over it. Okay? So, God is watching over us and then sets up systems within the church both for us to contribute to the whole process of praying and watching and for us to be watched over. A company of of watches. That Nehemiah and his guys sense that they're in they're in a battle. And so there are certain things which are no longer permitted. Certain things which are no longer important. In fact, I like how in First Kings chapter 18 and verse 41, the Bible speaks about Elijah. He receives a message from God. Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. And you know, church, I love it being in the service where the pastor says, there is a sound of abundance of rain. Like, yes! But then the prophet, you read the next verse, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servants, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. The prophet out in prayer the servant goes watching a company 
of watchers. No wonder in 2 Timothy chapter 2, we read verses 3 and 4, he says, there are certain things that people who are fighting cannot get involved in. It says a soldier will not get involved in civilian matters. What, is, what are civilian matters? What are civilian matters? I, I don't, I, I, this is not the place to, to write a list, but what are civilian matters? Because there is territory tied to your life. There is territory tied to your life. (laughs) But God will set watchmen, a company of watchers, a company of people who are awake. But this, your life is not random. It's not random. So someone, they might have even told you, your father didn't really like your mother. Your life is not random. Or someone, your father has told you that we didn't plan to have you. A stubborn child. But your life is not random. Or someone, your government has told you, we did not plan to have you. But your life is not random. Ezekiel chapter 3, God is speaking to the prophet. He says, I have set you as a watchman over this people. When you read Ezekiel chapter 33, he begins also to talk about the role of the watchman. Help me ask the person next to you, are you awake? Are you awake? Are you? Help me nudge them, nudge them. Just make sure that they're responding. Are you awake? Are you awake? Last week, I remember saying some people cannot see their lives. Because we are seeing the lives of every other person, but we cannot yet see our lives. Jesus, facing one of the most important seasons of his life, about to go to the cross, takes three of his closest disciples. And he didn't pick randomly. I'm sure he looked, had been assessing the other guys. He says, no, this guy's you, you, you. Come with me. Read Mark chapter 14, verse 34. The Bible says, Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. Stay here and watch. When you read verse 37 to 38, The Bible says, then he came and found them sleeping. And then said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I like how the message translation puts this scripture. It says, he came back and found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, you went to sleep on me. Can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer. So you don't enter the danger zone without even knowing it. Don't be naive. 
part of you is eager, ready for anything in God. But another part is as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. Galatians, Paul speaks about the battle between the spirit and the flesh. One day I'll teach a whole message about the tension of the Christian life. Because there are internal battles between the spirit and the flesh. There are battles between the past and the present and the future. There are battles in the spirit. And a Christian is meant to navigate all of this. But he says, watch and pray. Because sometimes we have living territories unmanned and unwatched. So God has said to you, you are going to, what is it? What has God said to you? What territory do you sense is in your destiny, Nehemiah? Grammy Award, but you know the Grammy Award, Falabi, it's not the end of it. It's not just so you go there and say, I want to uh, shout out to LifePoint, to uh, my, my, my friend, uh, to Ajoke who never believed in me. Uh, see how God has done. That's not all of it. Because you would win the Grammy, but then the music, people who are mad, crazy, would listen to your music, right? And be raised up to life. Now we are talking. Because they cannot listen to you. You can't win Grammy on top of music that is sending people to hell. No. What inheritance has God given you, church? Because as we, we pray, because you cannot leave it on man. How many of you, if I gave you a Rolex, not real one, real Rolex, would you just leave it in front of your house? I know your house, in front of the house, and go into, into, and go and sleep. No. In fact, if I gave you, because I, I go past your house once, you don't even park your car outside, and your street is gated. Some of you have sheds that you have, you, you padlock them, essentially. Some of you have secret compartments where you hide the things that are most precious. I don't know what they are. The cards that Chinedu gave you in primary one. But some of you, it's your phone. In fact, the, as I was preparing for this, I was like, guys, <laughs> that we password our phones, but our hearts are left exposed to a constant flow of attack. Some of you, there's more protection over your phone than there is over your heart. Because when we see how you, you when you open your phone, is a, you, you do, and you turn around. But would you consider God's inheritance and territory that he has given you? Some of you check your bank balances every day. Every single day. But God is calling a company of watchers. People who would pray and watch over their emotions. People who would pray and watch and refuse for their temples to be trampled by strangers, by seducers, by idolaters. People who would pray and watch over their dreams. Nehemiah says to the guys, guys, this fight is for your brethren. 
It's for your brothers. It's for your sisters. It's not for you alone. People who would fight and pray, watch over their time. People who would watch over their energy, watch over their spaces. And so, guys, there are people who need to be coming together to pray over companies that have not even come been incorporated yet. Yeah. Some people need to be praying about industries that we do not yet understand. And so most of those prayers will be prayed in the spirit. So instead of using your prayer to target a guy in the choir, would you broaden it, please? So when Jesus is saying in Matthew 6 uh, about uh, Gentiles seeking, he's saying, look, guys, there are things which are now here that we can touch and feel. He says, but those are things that the Gentiles seek after. He's saying, but would you seek the kingdom? When Nehemiah and his people set up a watch, they are watching over the rebuilding of a city. And guys, who is praying and watching over the rebuilding of Lagos State? Who is praying and watching over our country, Nigeria? Because it's easy to tweet. It's easy to, I mean, and tweet you should. But how, what, what prayer cover are we providing for the work that God is doing? Who, who is, and someone is carrying dreams. You're carrying visions. They say it is when you look at Nigeria, there is chaos. But what I see is the raw material for the rebuilding that God is doing. <sighs> um, I'll say this and I'll, I'll try to wrap this up. You know, a couple of months ago, a young man comes to my office. He says to me, Pastor, I need to talk to you. I'm about to start a huge work. work. He says, but one day, um, Someone sends me, I think it's a WhatsApp message or something, or a message on, on, something, on one of those random messages. It says, and we start to chat. Do children do not chat with strangers? It says, we start to chat. Obviously, it's a lady. I think, I don't know if pictures are first exchanged. He says, and they make an appointment for a video call. Video call happens. He says, when he comes on, naked girl. True story. This is not home video. You know, it could be the guy next to you. Stay tuned. <laughs> Naked girl. He says, Pastor, I lost control. Long and short of this story in Lagos. So this is not far. Lagos. Lagos. There's all sorts of drama. I think they call it phone sex. Maybe I don't know what that means. But hey, happens. Guess what? He says, I think he says it's not long after the whole encounter. Someone calls him back. Says to him, they have a video of the entire encounter and starts to blackmail him. It's not what to, it's not, tell the person next to you, wake up, wake up. <laughs> wake up. Ha. <laughs> Hmm. 
it's ironic that that story, because he's about to start a work. He's about to start a work. One of the prayers I want us to pray tonight is I don't know who's been arrested somewhere. I don't know who's been held up in something. But I'd like us to just pray that doors will open. A company of watchers. I've been saying this since last year, that there are people who need to gather friends together and say, once a month we will pray. Ah, Joko, your life, you cannot go anyhow. Joko, Joko, Pam, Indy, da, 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 call them. WhatsApp is free. One hour. I think, interestingly, women know how to do this thing way better than men. Men proudly walking into destruction. Because women can belong to 10 WhatsApp groups. Not be tired. The men are proud. How many of you men belong to a prayer group? I'm serious. How many of you, us men, belong to a prayer group? Because we're proud. We can see smoke coming out of your ears. Say, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I think, <laughs> and you know we're the one that combust quicker. Yeah? Pastor Tolu, you know what I'm saying? We don't, I mean, women, women are strong. But men, some, just, she just touched you, bam. And I'll be hiding in the corner. <laughs> so look on and let me just, I used to just relax. I just. <laughs> one picture. One picture. Your faith is a shipwreck. Ah, man, I have to say the truth though. And when I go to eateries to eat, I back the TV nowadays. I don't, I don't, I cannot, I'm not that strong, sir. Some of yours, your conscience has been seared with hot iron. Doesn't matter if they show anything. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. I'm too young. I cannot watch videos again. I'm not joking. I'm serious. Sometimes I'm insulting them on the radio. Who is playing this music? What is this? But a company of watchers. Father, I need to just say this so you can let me preach the rest of the message next Sunday. But that Nehemiah and his people realize but Sambalat, Tobiah, and the, and, and the other guys, and the Arabs, and all that, are not playing. They're not playing games. So they set a watch. And they pray. So they're praying in the spirit. One hour, guys. A hope, and I know this has been said, but a whole Premier League match with uh, breaking between, how I many? 45 minutes, 45 minutes, then 15 minutes. That's if it's regular match. Champions League, semi-final, and then extra time. Jesus says, can you not pray with me one hour. We're about to start small groups. Go and join the small group. I know. So, because it needs to be that you, you, you are in a place and there are people you can call. There are people you can call. That Samuel, not Samuel in, 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 in the no, Samuel in the Bible. Yeah? He's, he's, He's in the midst of trying to interpret God's call over his life. He goes to Eli. Eli, you're the one calling me. Eli says, no, I'm not calling you. Go to sleep. He's confused. And it gets to a point and Eli says, oh, I think I understand what's happening in your life. A company of watchers, people who can help you interpret what God is doing in and over your life. He says, he says Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. 
who is helping you interpret divine calling? He says, next time you hear the voice, say, Lord, speak for your servant hears. One time, the servant of the prophet comes in 2 Kings. He says, my, my master, he says, we're surrounded. 2 Kings chapter 6. But the prophet prays. He says, Lord, open his eyes. Because sometimes we see differently. A company of watchers. Sometimes we have blind spots. So Balaam, I think in Numbers 22, he's riding to destruction. His horse can see the angel of God. Balaam cannot see the angel of God. He's trying to kill the horse or the donkey. The angel says to him in verse 33, he says, the donkey saw me and turned aside this three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would have killed you by now and let her leave. Blind spots, a company of watchers. In Acts 4, 23, all the way to 26, the, the, the apostles had been threatened. They had been warned. They told them they would kill them. The Bible says, and then they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priest had said, who do you go back to? A company of watchers. Who do you call? And say, ah, they sent me nudo, nude. Say, have you deleted it? Say, dip your whole phone, your whole phone, dip it in water. Is he off? Take Uber. Come, don't branch anywhere. Start coming to my house. They, they keep you on the phone. They are praying in tongues because they know that what you saw can dis, it can distract your entire destiny and the destiny of children coming. So, are you here? Are you at the gate? And they take you in. They pray over your life for three days. They are laughing. <laughs> That's how Samson was laughing. <laughs> Just nude. <laughs> That's nude. I, just, I like God's nature. Nude. <laughs> it's just partying. We're just partying. Ah, yeah, I don't, what is it? It's 2 a.m. We're just partying. You're not a nightclub owner. 3 a.m. The service on Monday, Sunday. 4 a.m. I like to party. A company of watchers. It says one will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. People who can bring a warning. In one place, Nehemiah says to them, look, guys, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, he says, gather here. A company of watchers. People who can see opportunity. People who can tell us what we are missing. A company of watchers. Back in the day, before a lot of us were where before you were, most of us were born, televisions used to be, have to be hooked up to antennas on the outside. Now, if you're from Benin or Ibadan, you would be familiar with this. Right. And sometimes, you guys are going to think I'm right, but it's fine. It's no problem. Sometimes, bad signal, somebody had to go out and turn that antenna. And the, <laughs> so I was born in the 70s, so I've seen some small things. Because you're like, I know we've got TV on our phones. That's how you used to watch. That's how your parents used to watch TV. And then the guy will be outside. He'll be turning it. Is it clear? <laughs> and the guy says, I said, no, turn, no, go back, go back. Turn it back. Maybe two stations, maybe max three stations. Started at four. 
But who, who, is, who is with you? And the way God sets up the body is such that you are, with the help of the Holy Spirit, you are praying and watching, and people are praying and watching over you too. A company of watchers, people who can see openings in space and in time. When was the last time someone brought you a warning? A company of watchers, people who have, who understand your history. Eli knew that Eli was the one who gave Samuel's mother the prophecy. And so, so he knew when, when, when he began to hear what was happening, who is hearing what is happening in your life? How can you be dating somebody for five months? Nobody else has met him. It's not a secret cult. People who are awake, Jesus says in Luke chapter 6 and 39, he says, can the blind lead the blind? People who are fighting the same battles, the same, who have the same values as you do. The city submits to the watchers. Because the watchers take a position where they can see ahead. The city submits to them. As preparing for this is like people who can say, hold me accountable in this aspect of life. People who would say, pastor, this, this is my life. This is who I am. Pastor, I've been home alone for seven days. This is what is happening. That when they bring the bribe that shakes your faith, they say it's 10 million. Foolish, I cannot do that. I'm a Christian. It's 10 million. Stop that nonsense. It's 10 million dollars. Ma. Ah. That is when you would call a company of watchers and say they want to take our destiny, our inheritance, our territory. Because you now fake. If it's $10 million, you put it on Excel. You do the conversion. That's like what? It's very good. 3.6 billion naira. You can buy a whole city. Jesus, knowing that he's about to go through the cross, that he doesn't want to get to the cross and then because, you know, we think thinking, he just came, I'm Jesus. Hey, where's the cross? Nail me. Uh, left hand first. Right hand. I save all of you my blood. I'm out of here. It wasn't like that. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Because Jesus was fighting battle. The Bible says he was in sorrow to the point of grief, to, of death. You know, he, he was carrying the burdens of the world. Then he was seeing people he had healed, shouting, crucify him. Hey, God, crucify who? That's your lame leg that I healed. Go back. <laughs> Even the second one to balance it. And now crucify me. <laughs> but he took a company of watch. But please take people that won't sleep. Church, God is calling us to wake up. He says in Hebrews 13, 17, obey those who rule over you and be submissive. He says, for they watch out for your souls. A company of watchers. 
people who have wisdom, and this is more than, so elders have wisdom, should have wisdom, but typically have more experience. A company of watchers. When was the last time your parents prayed for you? My, my grandma, I, I, it's a, Holy Spirit, look, uh, I, the times my grandma prayed for me, I can't forget them. The band should come in 10 minutes. I know they're already tempting you guys. In 10 minutes, so we can just. Yeah. So pray and watch. So, people who I said to myself, you know, the consultant in me this morning, that if you do, if you had like a quadrant thing going on, people who do, who are low in prayer and low in watching. Yeah? Vulnerable, right? People who are low in prayer but very high in watching. That's, they tend to become superstitious. Because, you know, everything is a pattern. Everything, every color, in, in, in every color means something. Every number has an indication. Every dream has a really, and there are dreams, I believe God speaks through dreams. But when my pastor said, look, if you, if you were up till late eating goat's meat, I mean real goat's meat, like suya, ate it till 1 a.m., then you were sleeping, then a goat was pursuing you. Not a spiritual attack, sir. People who are high in prayer but low in watching sometimes become frustrated. They get to the place where, like the apostles, they are praying for Peter to be released from prison. Someone says Peter has been released. So they missed the signal when that prayer they were praying was answered. Right? Prayer has, they said Peter has been released. They say you must be mad. So they become frustrated. But when people are watching and praying at high levels, then the weapons of our warfare, the full armor of God, becomes super effective. Church, I can't tell you this is, this is the burden. I, 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 I've tried to figure out the most elegant ways to explain this to you guys. But... Just a refusal to allow our senses be dullened. Just a refusal to continue to confer with the flesh and the mundane. It, just saying, Lord, this is about territory. This is not a competition. But so when I say we're going to pray for 24 hours, guys, it's not because we, there's, there's no ranking of churches that pray the most in Lagos. But it's because I realize that what you are carrying over your life is beyond what eyes have seen, church. That is why there's this confusion. That's why there's the, your, that is why your parents are fighting. Tell the person next to you, you need to watch out. You need to watch out. Help me ask them, would you watch out for me? Would you watch out for me? So someone needs to start a prayer team. Someone needs to join our prayer meetings on Saturday mornings. Someone needs to join if there was, if, if, come and start an intercessory unit. Some of you, you know you are carrying the grace for intercession because your grandmother was an intercessor. Your mother is an intercessor and you think it missed you. <laughs> mm. 
I'd like us to tell me that if you read first, I like your voice. I'm going to read first Thessalonians 5. And that's, I'm not even going to preach. I'm just going to read it and then we'll pray. First Thessalonians 5. Read it like a deep voice. This is Demi Lade, guys. He's one of our ministers. He's single and very spiritual. He says, he says that he prefers what? Fair girls. <laughs> he says he's ready to go the whole way. <laughs> he didn't say all that. His sister here has the specs of what he likes. I'll speak to Eni afterwards. While he's reading the whole thing. But are you really single? He's raised, and, you're, and you're ready. <laughs> and you're watching. You're watching. <laughs> I'm praying. He's very romantic. Ah, I'm a very romantic guy. <laughs> Use your romantic voice. <laughs> ah, they can't dull your shine. Hold my hand. <laughs> but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as a travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you believers... All you who believe in Christ as Savior and acknowledge him as God's Son are not in spiritual darkness, nor held by its power, that the day of judgment would overtake you by surprise like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We do not belong to the night nor to darkness. So then, let us not sleep in spiritual indifference as the rest of the world does. But let us keep wide awake, alert and cautious. And let us be sober, self-controlled, calm and wise. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we believers belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope and confident assurance of salvation. Thank you. Um, let's pray with us. And I'm going to read verse 6 in the NKJV. It says, Therefore, let us, not, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as the helmet, the hope of salvation. I'd like us to pray today. I'd like you to hold the hand of someone, if you, if you don't mind. And I'd like you to wake them up in the spirit. I'd like you to wake them up. So when I mean wake them up, I, that is exactly, I'd like you to wake them up. I'd like you to pray in the spirit over their lives. And say, Father, I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister. I refuse for them to live in spiritual indifference. I refuse for them to have their senses dulled. Uh, I'd like you to pray over their lives. So pray in the spirit a minute or two. 
And I like us to just begin to say, Father, their eyes are open. Jesus will say of a people, say, seeing you do not see, hearing you do not hear. So we'd like you to declare over their lives that seeing they see, that hearing they hear. Declare that they have high levels of spiritual discernment, high levels of perception in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare that they have wisdom in their heart. They understand proper timing and procedure. I'd like you to take authority over every and anything that dullens their senses. It says there are things which people get into, civilian matters. But God, I'd like you to declare that these people belong to a company of watchers. They are not isolated. They can hear the sound of the trumpet. Declare that they are submitted under authority according to the design of God for their life. Would you please pray from the bottom of your heart? Would you please pray in the name of our Lord Jesus? It says those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Would you declare they are awake? Would you declare they are awake? They are sober-minded. They are able to comprehend the counsel of God, the plan of God for their life. Declare that they are not being thrown to and fro by their emotions. Would you declare an end to arrest, an end to suffering, an end to suffering? It says the thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. It says, but Jesus has come that we may have life and have it in abundance. Would you declare that no longer shall the rod of the wicked exert over the lot of these righteous ones? Yeah, come on, life point. Come on, life point. There is territory involved in this matter. Declare they can hear God. Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. Declare that they can hear God. 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 Paul says, We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Declare that we are wise in God. In the name of Jesus, Malapanda Karibos. Will you start praying over your territory? Will you start praying over the portion that God has assigned to you and your family? Would you start praying over the call of God over your life? Would you start praying over the call of God over your life? And like I said, it is not everything that you know yet. So a good place to start is to pray in the spirit. I know now you are a small, uh, people don't know you. You are, you are hidden in obscurity. But would you trust God? The Bible says he takes the weak things of this world. He takes the base things, the foolish things, the forgotten things of this world. Lord, I pray for the land. Your word says, wherever the soul of our feet will touch, it will come as a possession. Pray for your inheritance, Nehemiah. 
Pray for your inheritance, Nehemiah. Pray for your inheritance. The fact that Sabalas, Tobiah, and Gethem have shown up does not mean that you do not have authority. It does not mean that you do not have a call. The fact that you fell five years ago does not mean you do not have a call. The fact that they pronounced a curse does not mean you cannot do it. The fact that they said something, the fact that you started and you failed does not mean you cannot do it, Nehemiah. Come on, build in the spirit, build in the love of God, build in the power of God. Come on, Nigeria, come on, Lagos, come on, come on, life went. Come on, pray in the name of Jesus. The Bible says at the mention of that name, every knee will bow. I know you don't feel great, but pray in the name of Jesus. I know the people who you are owing money are texting, but pray in the name of Jesus. Abraham asks God that question. He says, what is my inheritance? Seeing that I don't have a child. He said, God, some things need to happen for my inheritance to come to pass. Someone needs to begin to pray, Lord, everything that needs to happen for my inheritance to come to pass, let it happen now. Let it happen according to the time of life. The Bible says Abraham refused to be weakened in his faith. So someone needs to stand and say, Lord, trusting you right now is like madness. But I refuse to walk in unbelief. I consider you who has promised. So someone needs to pray. Say, Lord, people are laughing at me. People are scorning me. Lord, even my own heart is condemning me. But would you pray in the presence of God? This life, I gave it to Jesus. This life, I gave it to Jesus. This life, I gave it to Jesus. Yeah, the Bible says he's the light of the world. The Bible says he's the light of the world. The same Jesus, he took Peter, he took John, he took James, he took Thomas. They turned the world around. He can take my life. He can take Pam. He can take Eni. He can take Josh. He can turn our world around. Manda Ragadanda Magada. He says, Who has believed the Lord's report? We are the builders. Yay! Last prayer for this morning. I don't know who, and we're praying this prayer as a church and as individuals. Anyway, lives have been arrested. Anyway, lives have been put in a cage. Anyway, lives have been told this far and no further. Let us declare who the Son of Man says free is free indeed. The Bible says that the apostles were in prison, but the Bible says there was a prayer. The Bible says there was some activity in the spirit. Doors began to open. Doors began to open. So, life point would we set free today? Man, the regadesh gathered here today are people who are broke, 
people who are sick, people who are depressed, people who have been kept on the same job for 12 years, people who have been told you will never get married, you will never amount to anything, you will never impress. Hey, man, the ragadash. But here today is the one who is the resurrection and the life, is the God of all kings. Makara says once, as he said it twice, have we heard it? And all power belongs to you, our Father. Doors open, doors open. He says, lift up your heads, all you gates, and be ye lifted up, all you everlasting doors. Let the King of Glory come in. Come on, church. We break chains. We break chains. We break chains of addiction. We break chains of poverty. We break chains of small-mindedness. We break chains of pronouncements that have held people on the same spot for 12 years. Jesus says, Art not this daughter of Abraham, who God loves. Not, shouldn't she be set free? Yeah, I know it held back your grandfather. It held back your grandmother. Cancer killed someone. But we declare we are free. Oh, while you're at it, would you declare that your generations coming after you are free? This victory is not just for me, it is for my brothers, it is for my sisters, it is for my father, it is for my mother, it is for my country, it is for my generation, it is for my hometown, it is for my friends. In the name of Jesus. Someone pray in the spirit one minute. Pray for your brothers, pray for your sisters. But this madness needs to stop. They said nobody from your house has graduated with a 2-1. Nobody from your house has started a company. But this madness has to stop. They said everybody in your house is an alcoholic. But this madness has to stop. Bankruptcy has to stop. We throw a bloodline. 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 We throw a bloodline around our people in the name of Jesus, who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. This madness has to stop. They said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? This madness has to stop. He says, the kingdom of God, the gates of hell will not prevail. He says, it's moving with expansive energy. They said there is a curse over some family. Now the Bible says, The curse, costless cannot stand. Balaam says, I cannot curse them. He says, I cannot curse who God has blessed. 
Embambo regede shataba. Emaharemba kalebon de makarada. Emanaba. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. Emolo santo makara. Emagadan de mogolosh. Emande borosu pregede shikara makara. Someone needs to speak to the voice of the accuser and silence it in the name of Jesus. Manda ragada shadanda magada. Someone needs to say, shut up, devil, and your agents. Someone needs to say to Sambalat, to buy and guess them. Ipanda ragada. I am doing a great work, and I will not come down. And would you notice that they started attacking Nehemiah's mind even before he started building? He had not even put one block. They were already and they were already attacking his mind. So, someone, why don't you pray over your mind? Why don't you pray over your mind? Why don't you declare that my mind is a factory for divine imagination? Why don't you declare that my heart, my mind, is a factory that God walks in? Why don't you declare that your mind is free of filth? It is free of bitterness. It is free of fear. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Why don't you invite God into your heart, into your mind? He says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. To the silencing of arguments. Hey, why don't you say to anything within your mind that contests with the truth of God? Why don't you say you are coming down today? my mind my mind is full of the knowledge of witty inventions yeah my mind is full of the love of god yeah! my mind my mind is not a dustbin my mind is not a dustbin demons do not play in my mind yeah! negative imagination does not play in my mind my mind is not a playground for filth yeah, it says when the Holy Spirit comes, it says your sons, your daughters will prophesy, they will dream dreams, they will see visions. Someone needs to note today's date down. We, we, we serve quick notice on the devil and all his agents, all his plans, all his purposes. No, in the name of Jesus. And no means no. In the name of Jesus. Someone, we've been talking about consent, but someone is to say, Lord, I did not consent to poverty. I did not consent to madness. I did not consent to this kind of lasciviousness. I did not consent. I did not consent to anxiety. I did not consent to being broke. I did not consent to failure. Why don't you worship God for a minute or two and let him rejoice over you? Why don't you let God worship? Why don't you just let God rejoice over your life? Ekarabare bragadabash, ekarabash, ekarabare bragadabash, ekarabash, 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 ekarabash
Says the righteous before seven times when he will get up. And Thank you for listening to a message from the Life Point Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.